This image features the protests in Seattle against police brutality and institutional racism that have taken place since the recorded lynching of George Floyd in Minneapolis. The photo was captured at Cal Anderson Park in the late afternoon of June 3rd, 2020, just a few days after George Floyd was murdered by a white police officer in Minneapolis. There was so much tension in the air and hundreds of people of all of, of, all of ethnicities gathered to protest their anger and anxiety regarding the idea of race relations in the United States. As a photographer, it was important to me to document the moment and witness how a tragedy as extreme as it was brought so many different people of various creeds together. That particular afternoon, June 3rd of 2020, uh, again, I wanted to document what was happening in Seattle. And one of the main places where people gathered, I will never, never forget it. It was in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle near one of the police um, precincts. And essentially at the main intersection where the park was, it was essentially a standoff between the people of Seattle, young, young individuals, and actually many people of multiple ages, but mainly primarily young individuals, probably teenagers um, to you know, late 20s, early 30s, congregated on one side, pretty much having a stand up with police officers and SWAT teams on the other side. And the people who were protesting would not leave. They wanted to make sure that they got the point across about George Floyd being murdered, the, the injustice of it, and also to show their support for the Black Lives Matter movement. So at this particular park, there's a baseball field. And I think I caught that, pic that picture from one of the corners of the baseball field at a mound. And there's that high fence there. And again, this is June. June, June in Seattle is not quite, it, it's springtime, but it's, it's still much cooler. Again, we're in the middle of the, not in the middle of the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. So people are all masked up. Um, people came out, you can see we're all crowded. So the whole thing about distancing and all that, people threw that out the door. It's like, this was too important just to stay in or, or try to abide by all these regulations that we were being told to, to enforce upon ourselves. So people masked up, they, to show their solidarity, they climbed up on those fences. There was one particular part of the picture where I think it was either scotch tape or masking tape, where it makes, it makes the, the symbol of a fist and it has the letters BLM next to it. So I don't know who put those together, but um, when I looked at the crowd of people, again, young individuals, and in that particular picture, the predominantly are, are all Caucasian. Seattle is predominantly a white city. So the people who came out, I was moved by the fact that most of them, <laughs> like in most situations for me, it didn't look like me, but the fact that they were there to show their support, their solidarity, to show that they saw what happened and they knew it was wrong and they waited there. That particular protest started uh, pretty much a face-off between the people and the police department for, I think, a cup, I want to say for more than a week, that was the beginning of it that day. And just seeing everyone, you know, around and, you know, keeping each other company, keeping talking about what had happened, talking about their feelings. And this, this, this point where we were politically, racially, culturally, and to see that, you know, 
people who I, I over I was overhearing conversations of people saying that you know they have partners spouses who are of color, who are black, who are Hispanic, who are Native American, people who do not look like themselves. And they, again, it, it's like that feeling that you don't wish this upon anyone. So to see that many people congregated together, uh, it was, I had never seen anything like that in Seattle. And again, I've lived here for, for, for close to 15 years. And to see this evolution in our society where you can say, yes, you know, you don't have to be a particular demographic to support what that other demographic stands for. You don't have to be black to support black causes and to see the injustice. You can you can show your, your support. And I think that was exactly what I saw these people do, particularly these young individuals. It was it was it was quite moving. I'll I'll never forget that. First and foremost, I want to say that I completely empathize with your experience of what you just described about 9-11 and a, another very, very dark day for the US and for, for the world. And looking for, feeling that sense of community, of support, do people understand? Can people empathize? Can people put themselves in another person's or group situation and feel that pain, that horror, that, that 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 injustice and bringing it back to, to June of, of 2020, I I yeah I was I was surprised and it wasn't I don't know if I felt speaking for me personally I don't know if I it, it was it was a moment of finally but it, it it just I I guess I felt it's like so it took it took these elements to bring it together because again I I I I wonder if the elements didn't happen the way that they did with the coronavirus, with George Floyd's murder, with a lot of other things that had happened um, between, between these clashes between races in 2020 and our political culture in the United States at that time. I don't know if, if, if this would have happened. So I, 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 was, I was moved, I was moved. I, I, I was thinking it also opened my mind to think that not everyone, it, it broadened my own horizons about stereotypes because sometimes I, I often, I, 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 I am guilty of it too, where I think white people just, they refuse to get it. They don't want, they don't want to have anything to do with things where another demographic is suffering or to see the plight of it. But to see so many people who did not look like me, <laughs> whereas I was this black photographer in the seat of all in the sea of all these white people who were protesting, you know, against police brutality, against racism, I just thought we we have turned some sort of page where, for whatever reason, this element of how things turned out for George Floyd, unfortunately, brought upon this response. So, and I. I, I guess I felt, I felt that we've been not so much, is it right? I don't know if recognition is the right word, but registered. It's just like, it's registered now that the things that people of color in this country have talked about, you know, the, the injustice, the, the, the discrimination, the inequality, people could see that, yes, this is a real thing. This is not made up. And this is part of the history of our country that, that, needs to be acknowledged. 
acknowledgement is the word, Christina. I think acknowledgement. That's what I saw at last. It was it, no one could deny what had happened. No one could say, oh, you know, I looked the other way for three minutes and no, so therefore it didn't happen. No, everyone saw this, not just in the United States, but around the world. People protested around the world. So what happened to one black man in Minneapolis affected nations across the world. And it was, it was covered from Paris to Sydney to Tokyo. It was, people protested. So acknowledgement was what I, I that, that registered. It's like people finally get that this is a real problem and it cannot go on if we want to be a society that everyone, we want the whole international community to look up to. We cannot have these issues continue and turn a blind eye. So acknowledgement was what I had said. I was like, we are acknowledging exactly what has happened. And that it's a start, but it finally is like acknowledgement was what I saw. The thing with cityscapes and urban landscapes that I love to cover in my photography, not only just the, yeah, the aerial views, the, the part of the reason why I love aerial views of, of these major cities and of, of cities of different sizes is that, you know, they're unique angles. You cannot drive or walk to a place in the air. You have to, you know, use your drone. I personally work with pilots um, in helicopters, harness myself to the helicopter. We open the doors, you know, remove the doors. Let me be more specific, remove the doors. And I'm literally with my camera hovering above these cities. At the same time to show personalities of cities, because that's part of my mission with, with my photography is to get on the ground, go to different, different intersections, different, different parts of the city, different neighborhoods, and show what's going on there, which is what initiated these images for, uh, in response to, to George Floyd's uh, murder. I, interestingly enough, I went to University of Minnesota in Minneapolis. I actually went to undergrad there um, in, in the late 90s. So I, I, I am familiar with, with Minneapolis. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I'd say that particular incident that happened there, I don't know if we'll ever fully recover because to me, it's the catalyst that, that initiated a spark, the movement for people to acknowledge, to register that and, and across the board, across the country that, you know, systemic racism, injustice, inequality, these are real things that we deal with, not just out in the public, but at work, at, at different, in different scenarios all the time social, private, what have you. So to me, I think this, this part of my photography, it's good for, it's a, it's a combination of, of events and an urban landscape where you see people interacting in these cities, acting in, because the city is the character, kind of like people say New York is a character in movies. In this particular case, Minneapolis was the backdrop. And, you know, Minneapolis has its own history with, unfortunately, with, 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 racism it, it, it it's not it, it's definitely not a secret minneapolis is just as guilty as many other cities across the country so i think it's it's important to capture what happened on the ground there i remember the videos of, of i mean just everyone out in the streets protesting the arguments the, i mean yes the looting that happened as well i mean that was all in reaction to what happened so i think it's important like to document all these type of events because they happen in major cities. Cities, you know, they can be beautiful, the architecture and all that, but people also make the cities. And when people are unhappy or they feel like they're being treated unjustly, unfairly, 
you need to cover all of that too because the people make the personality of the city. Seattle has its own personality. The city has its personality. The cityscape shows the personality of the city. Minneapolis, New York, Miami, London, you know, Sydney, Tokyo, they all, part of my mission is just to show elements of the personalities of those cities. And when you have, you know, unrest, that is, and this pandemic too, it needs to be covered. It's all part of the fabric that makes the city what it is. Hey folks, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're interested in learning more about the photographer, you can check out more of their images and stories on our website, scop.io, and buy our book on any major online retailer or your local bookstore. Tune in to our next episode. And don't forget to subscribe. See ya!